0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss That's plushcare.com slash loss plushcare.com slash loss Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our transfer show, our series of our raw reaction uh, show, basically where we look at the latest ask and transfer news, break it down, go through it all with the help of you guys in the chat box becoming a key part of it and doing our Q&A show as well at the end. Good morning to everybody in the chat box, hope you're doing good. you're doing well i hope that you tuned in yesterday for our tier list show it was a brand new kind of thing that i've never done before uh it was a lot of fun actually as you'll see from how i am during the whole thing i enjoyed it quite a lot um so thank you to those that suggested we do that because it was genuinely a really really good idea uh, and i enjoyed doing it a lot i don't know why you can see the top of my green screen on there sort out there we go um good morning to everybody in the chat hope you're doing good matt g joining us first matt g getting first on the list love to see it colin jose stevie uh Essex bloke joining us as well. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful seeing Spurs lose. They don't talk about Chelsea, William. That didn't happen. Spurs losing is what happened last night. And that's what we can focus on. And that's what we are very, very happy about this morning. Good morning to Robert. Good morning to Ginger Guna. Good morning to social Uh, Roger Brooks, good morning to Manish, to Nikolai, to Nitin, to Mike, uh, Tariq, good morning to you and so many more of you as well. And I think we've got a couple of new members as well. Paul uh, Paul Jones, (laughs) Paul James, thank you so much mate for joining up as a member and helping support the channel. Do give our new members a very warm welcome this morning. Also joined by Akshat Sharma, thank you so much Akshat for joining up as well. Welcome to the tgt family if you are indeed joining up as an expert member or a tgt ambassador you get access to our discord server uh, which you can join in the community tab there should be a link available in there for members that are expert members and ambassadors so do indeed join the discord uh let's though without a shadow of a doubt uh start the show uh and tell you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way i had a really good chat with jerry smith yesterday about jonathan david on the channel link to the arsenal way is always in the video description so please do go and check it out There's some really cool stuff going on over there we'll be doing a live show again this morning in just over an hour's time i'll be joined by bailey to question him on his choices <laughs> in the uh, in his own tier list of previous January signings, I look forward to to asking him about that. Um, but uh, do go give us a subscription and uh, and yeah, and we look forward to entertaining you even more than you get over here as well. Now, the big news that dropped yesterday was obviously the confirmation that Arsenal's game against Liverpool was postponed. I was joined by Chris Davison and Kaya Karnak on the Arsenal way yesterday to talk about this. Kaya was very, very frustrated. Uh, His view very much was that the game should still go ahead, that teams should be using players available to them that have not tested, uh, not tested positive, of course. And we've got a situation where Liverpool did have goalkeepers in youth sides available to use, and that's who they should have used. And I do kind of, I I do really kind of get that. I understand that point of view. There's a frustration that Liverpool should have played this game. I can't help but apply the moral reflection of thinking if it was us. Um, and I do, you know, I I probably wouldn't have wanted to play this game with the kids because, you know, you want to win it. But at the same time, I do feel like if it was the other way around, would it have been the same? Uh, And someone pointed out a couple of Liverpool fans, you know, are on the the boards uh, (laughs) that make the decisions, if you like. So, yeah, I, for goodness sake, I was, yeah, frustrated to say the least. And to be honest, I've already cancelled my trip to Nottingham before, Uh, the game against Forest, whether that's being called or not, I don't want to take the risk. It's a long drive up to Nottingham. and I just can't really commit to going all the way up there for the game then to be postponed, especially because I'm going to be going up the day before. And they're making these decisions so, so late in the day that I just can't afford to go up there and risk it not going ahead. So I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay and watch the game here, uh, which sucks if it goes ahead. Um, There's a little part of me that you kind of hope gets postponed just to know that your choice was uh vindicated but obviously I would rather uh, the game go ahead and you still get to watch it on Sunday, especially considering we can't really afford um to you know have any more games postponed but uh I'm not gonna be up there which is a shame. Uh Ozzy says hey Tom I saw an article you wrote just via a Google recommendation the other day and I read the article and started marking marking out when I saw Tom Cannon as a writer. I was like that's my guy. <laughs> Thanks Ozzy Gouda I appreciate that you can check out all of my written work over at football.london uh there's a tick there's a uh Uh, An article out this morning, kind of about the confusion surrounding Emil Smith and why he's not starting and also links to a certain player we're going to talk about in today's show. Um, But our first transfer story is the confirmation of Ainsley Maitland-Niles. The expectation is that he is going to be, um, Brandon, I didn't buy a ticket, so sorry, (laughs) I didn't get a ticket yet. ticket wasn't sorted yet, so I didn't need to worry about that. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, the move is confirmed, um, or it's about to be confirmed. There could be an expectation that this will be announced today. Jose Mourinho has even spoken directly about Ainsley Maitland-Niles and the possibility of him joining Roma. Looks like it's going to happen. Uh, there's also an expectation that negotiations will begin at the end of the season as to a permanent deal between the two clubs, but Arsenal have not uh, locked themselves into an option or an obligation at this time, so they still have plenty of control in any future negotiation. Uh, Moving on to Bruno Guimaraes, uh, Leon, a Brazilian absolute legend. (laughs) It's my number one choice in central midfield. Would love to see us sign him. But interestingly, both Everton and Newcastle are credited with an interest in the player. I'm not concerned about that. I mean, Newcastle could arguably offer him a ridiculous amount of money that maybe Arsenal couldn't um do and the tactical breakdown on him will be out this evening there's a little liverpool game so i was going to put that out this evening so you can tune in for that about five six o'clock ish so make probably about six to be fair so make sure that you're subscribed with those notifications turned on and you'll have your tactical breakdown on bruno Gimaraes tonight absolutely uh so make sure that you look into that but yeah everton and newcastle linked with a move for the 24 year old brazilian midfielder Arsenal will have to compete with them and many other clubs that are said to be interested for his signature. We know that Edu loves this guy. We know that he wants to sign this guy. I have a lot of confidence that Arsenal can get this guy if they put in the asking price. He will absolutely be interested in making that move now instead of staying at Lyon because Lyon are doing awful this season and it's not down to Gamalaya. She's been one of their standout performers despite Lyon's failings. So I'm looking forward to getting uh, getting more news, hopefully, about Gimaraes and, fingers crossed, seeing him at Arsenal in the near future. Let's move on to the next story uh, and our penultimate story of the day. And unfortunately, yes, I need to talk about Philippe Coutinho. Uh, and the reason why I have to talk about this is because of a tweet from Albert Roja, uh, who is a journalist for sports, uh, and he focuses specifically on Barcelona and the La Masia academy. Um, I have said for a number of weeks on the channel that I would be shocked to see this deal happen; that I could not get my head around why Arsenal would be interested. But uh, Albert Roja is someone who is fairly well connected in Spain, and you know knows his stuff regarding Barcelona. Uh, I put a lot of credit in what he's in what he tweets out, and he says that Arsenal are indeed considering a loan without any kind of clause of a compulsory buy option. However, Barcelona would either need to, or he would even need to lower his wage considerations, or Barcelona would need to subsidise the wages of Coutinho. Now, I wrote a piece this morning about the confusion that this creates regarding Emil Smith Rowe. So, if you want to go, give that a read. Uh, i have put a link to it in the chat box. I can't understand why we would bring in a player that plays in the same positions as Emil Smith-Rowe when he can't even get into the team. It makes no sense. Now, thankfully, later on, in ye- later on yesterday, it was revealed that another one of the clubs that is interested in Coutinho is Aston Villa, according to Fabrizio Romano. However, they are not the only one. There are a number of clubs from the Premier League that have sent proposals in supposedly to Barcelona and to Coutinho, Arsenal are believed to possibly be one of those teams, uh, which is a bit of a concern. Uh, And I, you know, I don't want to see Coutinho at Arsenal. I think it would be a complete kind of U turn on the strategy that we're putting in place at the club. And we need to focus our investment, and it would be an investment because the wages would be significant. We need to focus our investment on central midfield and striker, not on attacking midfield. We are fine for that position. Let's leave this, let him go to Villa, let him go to wherever. If he does well, fair play to him. I just don't want to see Coutinho at Arsenal. It's just not what I want at this moment in time. But we will wait and see uh, what happens on this one. But as we put in our tier list yesterday, absolutely not. Do not want to see him at Arsenal. Stay away from our club. um And finally, Usain Vlaovic. I feel like this is going to be a conversation that we end up bringing up every single day um but uh, Ben Jacobs of CBS Sports tweeted yesterday uh and actually Ben Jacobs is someone that I have you know I've linked up with in the past to write pieces with um he is very well connected and this kind of this tweet from Ben Jacobs really changed my View of the Vlaovic situation up until yesterday, all that we had had is reports from Italian media and Italian sources like Gazzetta dello Sport and Damazio claiming that Arsenal had put in a bid uh, for the player. Gazzetta obviously were one of the first to tweet out that it was that uh, money plus terrera deal. Well, Ben Jacobs has tweeted out again, someone I trust. You can follow him on Twitter at Jacobs Ben. Uh, can confirm an Arsenal offer for Dusan Vlaovic of close to forty-five million plus Torreira. The Fiorentina striker scored 33 goals in 2021, equaling a record in Italy set by Ronaldo. Can see this one dragging out. Vlaovic happy to bide his time and Fiorentina content to assess other offers. Adding Torreira on a permanent deal helps a little, but Fiorentina will wait for other suitors with Vlaovic not yet fully sold on Arsenal. That sentence is interesting. Vlaovic not yet fully sold on Arsenal. So that's not him saying don't want to move. That's him basically having his options open and Arsenal being one of them. And there's a potential for it to be sold. Now, something that Ben Anstall had not seen yet, Chelsea have entered the race. New information. But Barcelona's interest doesn't appear too serious. It's always crucial when you're looking at kind of these reports, when you see little gems of new info that comes out with the Chelsea being entering the race gives you a little bit of legitimacy to your tweet, to the, to the claim and to the news. One thing is for sure, Vlaovic agent is busy speaking to lots of clubs. Serbian strikers' contract expires in the summer of 2023, so a January transfer will command the biggest fee, hence a busy agent and links with almost every top club now. Uh, it is £45 million plus Torreira. Uh, it would likely be €55 million Euros plus Terrera uh, for the deal to take place, as quoted by Gazeta della Sport initially. I I still go back and forth with this one. He's absolutely a great striker. He, there's no doubt in my mind that he is a really, really good talent. And it is just purely the, the whole idea of him not being that keen on Arsenal that puts me off and why I put him in the I would steer clear section in the tier list yesterday. If we signed him, I would absolutely be over the moon to see uh, a striker of that kind of calibre join. At the same time, because I think it'll be a really exciting signing. But there is just something about him that I I just can't quite commit myself to saying, go get him. Absolutely go do it because I'm just, you know, <laughs> there's so many risks associated with the deal. Um, the other bit of news, as reported by Fabrizio Romano yesterday, is that uh, Fiorentina are very close, if not have already agreed a loan with an option to buy uh, Christoph Piatek from Hertha. Uh, is it from Hertha Berlin? I believe it is. Um, he will join uh, this January and, of course, formerly of AC Milan, formerly of, I want to say, where was he at before AC Milan? Was it Genoa? I think it was Genoa, Um, where he absolutely blitzed it at Genoa, went to Milan, didn't really work out, went to Herblin, again, didn't really work out, is now going to be going to Fiorentina. And whilst Fabrizio Romano says that the sources at Fiorentina say that he is not a uh, a direct replacement for Vlaovic. I'm sorry, but he absolutely is. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that there is... The word coming from Fiorentina is that he's not a replacement. The same way that, you know, Arsenal said that Olivier Giroud wasn't a replacement for Robin Van Persie. He was absolutely a replacement for Robin Van Persie if and when he left. And it's exactly the same for Piatek. He is a replacement for Vlaovic if and when he leaves. Even with Fabrizio Romano saying that the sources say that he is not a replacement, they're not going to outright say he is because then they absolutely lose all their leverage in any possible negotiations or sales. So if you're sitting there saying he's not a replacement, I'm sorry, I disagree with you. He absolutely is being brought in as a view to be the long term replacement for Vlaovic. But uh, we'll wait and see. This one seems like, as Ben Jacobs says, it will rumble on and continue forward till the end of the window. We will have to wait and see. Perez in the chat says, Tom, he's keen on Arsenal. The agent is trying to get the biggest fee. uh, May just mess up everything for him. I see an hour happening here. I do tend to agree with you. It is definitely the agent that's kind of pushing this rhetoric of trying to get the price up, trying to get as many clubs' interest as possible because he is by far the standout client of the agent. And so he's going to want to get as much as possible it's it's feasible that Arsenal could do this deal, but there are a lot of other variables in this, and it's one that is probably going to drag out. I'd still be surprised if he left in January. He may move, end up. He may move. He may end up moving in the summer, but Fiorentina would be happy to let him go in January because they're going to get the most money for him now. Uh, he'll only get less money in January, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with this one. That does bring us to the end of the news for this morning, which means we move on to your questions in the chat box. So if you do indeed have any questions you'd like to throw in then get them in there and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's, oh no, I've not, (laughs) I've not got rid of the cover and I've not changed the screen. Oh, it's going to be a long morning. Let's go into the chat box. Um, Harvey says, 700 of you watching, let's hit the like button guys, show your support, doing these shows every single morning at 8am, bringing you consistent daily updates on all of Arsenal's, Transfer news. If you could drop a like, I would really, really appreciate it. Vishal says, Tom, if the game against Forest gets cancelled, what happens to gabriel's suspension? Since we charge with misconduct, how does it impact next week's games? The charge of misconduct, as far as I'm aware, will only be a fine. There shouldn't be any issues with uh I don't think there'll be any further issues with that. It's just a charge. Um, Gabrielle suspension will carry over to the Liverpool first leg on the 13th. Uh, he will there be he will then therefore be suspended. For the game against Liverpool, if that game gets postponed, he <clears throat> he, will then be post, he will then be postponed. He will then be postponed. He will then be suspended for the Spurs game. So as long as the Liverpool leg next week goes ahead, he should still be able to play. No problem. <clears throat> so there you go. Don't worry about it just yet. Uh, Matt G's daily hypothetical: Who would you rather do an Arsenal watch along with? A. Wenger, B. Arteta, or C. Fabregas. I mean, I can't really pick Arteta because if I pick Arteta, he's not going to be on the. Ma- <laughs> he's not going to be able to manage the team. Um, I think Wenger. Just you know, any opportunity to talk to Wenger is always an absolute pleasure, and understanding his kind of thinking around the game is always. It's just uh, a real gem of an opportunity. So I think it would have to be Arsene Wenger. I know you'll get some cynical people in the chat saying, oh, absolutely Arteta, because then he won't be manager. <laughs> you can see it now. I can predict it. Uh, any isac news, says Patrick. The only exact news we have is continuing that Arsenal have him on their list of strikers that they are very much interested in, but nothing in regards to talks or a bid. At this point in time, Bracket Busters says, "Tom, do you think the inter- interest in Coutinho may be a hint towards Erdogan moving into central midfield?" I wouldn't think so. I think he's doing a really good job attacking midfield, but the potential is always there. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put any money down on that being the case. um Temi says, "How happy are you, Tom, that Bottomham choked again?" I mean, could I be any more happy that they choked again? There is another leg, of course, but. You know, turning around a 2-0 deficit against Chelsea is not going to be easy. Uh, 24-7 well-being uh, it says, Tom, are there any links for AFC to Frankie de Jong? Not at this moment in time of genuine, you know, weight to them. I've seen, you know, rough links just because Barca supposedly would be open to letting him leave. But I've not seen anything concrete on him. Sorry. Nick says, Tom, do you think we have to wait for a deadline day to make signings or will we get our business done early? Nick? I wish I could give you a clear and concise answer which just said, you know, (laughs) we're going to sign this player today, we're going to do that next week. I can't. It's impossible to know, Nick, if we're going to get stuff done early. What I would say is that Ainsley Maitland-Niles' departure this early in the window would signal to me that the club have got something in mind for central midfield. It would be crazy to think we'd go through the whole of January with Josh, Xhaka and Lukonga as our senior options. The postponements give time for us to focus on transfers up until the forest game as well. Uh, Usually you don't see much transfer movement on match day. And that would have been the case for today. However, with that game being postponed, there's more opportunities to do work. There's more opportunity for Arteta to focus on transfers with their due. So maybe it's helped us do a deal earlier. We'll have to wait and see. Snipe.genius says, big up Tom, just subbed again as it unsubbed me. Oh, wow, that's crazy. YouTube doing me dirty. <laughs> Welcome back, mate. Matt Murdoch says, Tom, is there any truth to wreckage low move to Barnsley? um i've not seen that to be fair let me do a quick check and let's have a look wreckage barnsley um dutch defender wreckage mm, no i'm not seeing anything about wreckage and barnsley sorry mate uh no uh and he's not dutch so i don't know what that tweet was he's tunisian so i was an old tweet to be fair uh i i mean i haven't seen anything on that on my end but there's no reason why that wouldn't be the case i know he's I know there's interest from abroads in wreckage, but I didn't know about Barnsley. So sorry, mate, if you're a, a Barnsley fan that's jumped in and asking, but uh, no, I know that you're not anyway, Matt Murdoch. Uh, must pass, says, question, Tom, who do you see as a realistic Xhaka replacement? Bruno Gimor-Aish. Um I think that whilst he's not the fastest, he's better. You know, he's less error prone, far less error prone. He's really good with his progressive passing. He can play as a single pivot as well. can play alongside Party or alongside Lokonga. Guimaraes is the obvious Xhaka replacement. Uh, Tim says, do you know if it's common for FA to find clubs after their players swarm the referee? This is usually a tactic at Stanford, Old Trafford and Etihad. Uh, I mean, it's something that's frowned upon. It's something that they don't want players doing, but it happens all the time. And yet Arsenal are the team that got charged. What more can you say? What more can you say? Uh, Namandi says, uh, given how traumatic the Villarreal tire was, isn't it ironic to quote Alanis uh, that ESR likely gets back into the team alongside Odegaard with a 4-2-4 or a 4-4-2 strikerless formation? Um, I know what you mean. Smith-Rowe did play that game against Villarreal in that false nine role. I don't think that's going to happen again, but never say never. I just don't think that that's something that we would want to do. Morning, Big T. This is another one lover. Morning to you, mate. Do you think it was a mistake to not make a move for Neves in the summer? No, I don't think it was a mistake, to be honest. I think it was a mistake not to go for any other central midfielder, but I don't think it was necessarily a mistake not to go for him because I think there are better midfielders out there. Bro Pro says, Would you be worried that we will play back-to-back-to-back to back to back with Xhaka and Sambi? I don't think so. I think that Charlie Patino has got a really good chance of playing against Forrest. So that's where I would sit on that one. Uh, M. Oli says Greenwood to Arsenal on deadline day. Imagine that. Justin says, should we look at the Japanese league for new players, considering the progress and professionalism of Tommy? Um, I mean, you should always be well aware of talents coming out from every league all over the world. But obviously, Tommy, we did sign from Italy uh, and Bologna, and he'd been there for a little bit. So I don't really know. I don't really know why uh, we'd have to specifically look at the Japanese league. But you should always be across all of them. North America at the moment is a place that we need to be looking at more carefully and with a lot more scouting, but why not? I mean, he developed at Bologna towards the point where he left. So maybe it's not so cut and dry that that means you should look at the Japanese league. Plus, I mean, Tomiyasu looks one of the best Japanese players out there at the moment. I mean, I remember the days of Kazuki Honda, Kagawa. Um So... It's, I mean, yeah, Japanese football's not got as good as it used to be. And I think that Tomiyasu is kind of at the top level of, of you know, their cohort of players. Minamino, Mino, uh, we think of him, um, of course. But yeah, I think Japanese football, not that it's gone down, but I just don't think there's as many good players from Japan at the moment as there was, say, six, seven, eight years ago. Maybe. Maybe i been harsh. Cavus uh, is unsubbed me too. WTF. I don't know why it's unsubbed you, but do check if you've been unsubbed. I don't know why it would have done that. Um, Andreas Nielsen says, I might have fallen asleep and missed it, but is there any development in the Gimaraes deal? Only that Everton and Newcastle have supposedly joined the race for him. That's kind of where we're at on this one. Uh, yeah, Kubo says, uh, Belle de Freak. Uh, I think that Kubo was seen as a very, very really kind of up and coming talent, but he's moved to Hitafe. Uh, sorry, his move to Villarreal didn't go so well. Yes, a lot of that was to do with Unai Emery. Um, but I think he's back at Mallorca now, online from Real Madrid. But it's not gone as well as people wanted it to. So there you go. Uh, James says, uh, hello, Tom. Why do you think that the game versus Forrest could be cancelled? Do they or we have many COVID cases? Uh, Forrest had their game on Monday night postponed because they have had a COVID outbreak. Fingers crossed it doesn't affect Sunday's game. I'm just personally not taking the risk of going up there all the way out there to see the game then postponed. I'm just not going to take that risk. Joel says, hi, Tom. Joao Felix to Arsenal Thoughts. I think he would be good for us. I think he would cost a ridiculous amount of money and I think it would be a huge risk. So I'm going to say no to Joao Felix. Uh, Mickey says, hi, Tom. Rather than go for Jonathan, send Balogun on loan to Middlesbrough. Um, Keep Lacquer till the end of the season. Have a more experienced Balogun next season. Balogun is similar to Jonathan. Uh, I don't think he's wildly similar to Jonathan David. Uh, I think Balogun's closer, actually, to your players that play on the last man, slightly off of the striker. Jonathan David's I don't see as the same kind of player as Balogun. I think that they can both actually play together. I think you could play uh, Jonathan David off of Balogun in the future if we wanted to. So there you go. Uh, Namdi says, uh, my name is pronounced Namdi. Oh, and Elnezri is pronounced Neziri. Uh, apologies. And thank you for pointing that out, Namdi. I will do my best to remember that in the future. When you've got over 700 people watching, that <laughs> you can forgive me for getting some pronunciations wrong. Uh, John says, hey, Tom, recent member. Loving your work. On David, I agree. He looks uh, very excited but concerned looking at Lille's starting lineup. that he always plays as a two. I feel he could be similar to Lacquer. John, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining. Really appreciate that. Uh, And secondly, I wouldn't be concerned about this. There are a number of reasons why you shouldn't be concerned about it. There are lots of players that have played, you know, in a two, Latara Martinez being one. I've gone to play in a one at Argentina, and it's gone very, very well. Jonathan David, and I did this. I mean, let me put a link to it in the chat box, because it was a really good conversation with Jeremy Smith yesterday uh, about Jonathan David's and I actually asked him this specific question if whether or not the fact that he plays in a two would mean that he can't play in a one, and he doesn't believe that to be the case. So i have just put a link to that show in the chat box. Do go check it out. It's a really good conversation all about Jonathan David. I don't think it's something that you should be too concerned about at this stage, but obviously there's always that associated risk, and it's impossible for me to say categorically it won't be a problem, but that could be the same for any player. Uh, Elliot Roberts says, if we do make top four, Would your centre-mid or striker targets change or remain the same? To be honest, I'm considering my striker targets and centre-midfield targets as if we're going to qualify because right now we are in a chase for the top four and we can put that in our argument when we're trying to negotiate to sign the players. So they wouldn't change. I'd still go for David. I'd still go for Gimaraish. Uh, and I'd still go for the depth options that I've chosen in other positions as well. Karim says, Tom, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Liverpool in any way, but how will they be allowed to play their FA Cup tight on the weekend when they postpone that game against Arsenal two days before? Uh, Karim, because if they say that the positive cases that they have previously had are no longer positive or those, those players or coaches test negative, then they'll be able to fulfill the fixture. That's why things change very quickly. But I agree with you, it, it fills me with doubt, it fills me with frustration. But it's something that we just got to kind of move on from. Um, so there you go. Saying that, Burn the Burnley game has been postponed by a day. It's been moved back one day uh to Sunday at 2 p.m. now, I think. So we will have more than 48 hours rest between the Liverpool uh before the Liverpool second leg and the Burnley game. Ozzy says, Tom, I'm not sold on Izak because his goal-to-game ratio is hardly better than Lacker's, and that's the reason why I I believe we need to upgrade on him. Am I missing something? Why is he so hyped? I think people are looking very much Izak purely on this season, which is a bit strange because last season he scored 17 goals in 34 games. The season before that, I think he got something like 20-something goals. Uh, So I think I don't think you should be looking specifically just at this season. He had a bit of a slow start this year, which is fine. He played at the European Championship, so a lot of players sometimes start a bit slow. Patrick Schick didn't, but, you know, Isaac did. He scored last night, I think, against Leganes and got his goal up. Hopefully, that can give him the confidence to go forwards. Uh, So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about Isaac being a bit slow this season. He's proven to be a very, very prolific goal scorer. Let's see if that can continue for the rest of the season if we don't end up signing him or anyone else, for that matter, in January. Thracian King says, Tom, seeing as Arteta uh, has had to work with the strikers he was given, do you think we would see a change of style and system with someone of Arteta's choosing? I do think that's a very good point, Thracian, because so far, as you say, he has worked. That's a really good point. Um, and that the potential to kind of, you know, really explodes in the striking department under Arteta, because that is the one place that he has never had a player that he's wanted to sign. Am I right about that? That's a really good point, Thracian. Thanks for the idea. I really appreciate that. Uh, Nick Meadows says, have you heard anything more about Eddie's move to Crystal Palace for £9 million? Uh, no. What I would say is that the reason why £9 is being said is because that's his valuation on Transomarts. That's what he's valued at, according to the website. Um, I imagine he would probably loom for a little bit less than that. If Arsenal can get anything close to 9 million, you'd be buzzing with that. Um, But what I would say is that because Patrick Vieira has sanctioned the uh, departure of Mateta, it does open up a spot in their team uh, and Eddie Nketiah is certainly on their radar as a player they're interested in. Arsenal Legend says, Morning Tom, hope you're well. Jonathan David seems like a dark horse. I would rather take him over Vlaovic as he seems overrated. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, Jonathan David does seem to be going under the radar a little bit. He does seem to be a player that not many people are talking about enough compared to how good he is in comparison to the likes of Vlaovic and Calvert-Lewin and Watkins. I think that David would be a brilliant signing for Arsenal, personally. Uh, Watatu says, uh, Are you worried if Vlaovic came to us and he didn't perform for us because he wanted bigger moves? Absolutely. But I'm worried about that with any move we make. There's a risk associated with every single signing. Sometimes you just have to wait for the player to come in and back them. I can't stand it when it's a player that we didn't necessarily want to see sign, that people just don't get behind them. Like the Ramsdale thing, people were already writing off Ramsdale before he joined. And I know that I don't think people would do that with Vlaovic. And even though I've got my reservations about Vlaovic, if we were to sign him, I'd want him to absolutely smash it because it would mean that Arsenal were smashing it. So it's a strange one. So there you go. Um, Ozzie says, Tom Rannon question, do you miss any aspects of your old job? Uh, or because you are doing what you love now, you don't miss anything. Uh yeah, I I do, absolutely. Because the thing about teaching was teaching's very social, whereas in my job now it's very insular. You know, I'm only I'm working from home every single day. And whilst there's a great group of colleagues I've got around me, it's all virtual at the moment. We do have a base in London, but we're not we're not working there right now for obvious reasons. Um so, yeah, I missed the social aspect of teaching, but that that's it. Uh, and obviously teaching in itself was great. But being a teacher, as I've already said a number of times, no, just where I was just wasn't treated well. Teachers are massively, massively overworked. Uh, I have I can't you when you when you do that job, you realize how overworked teachers are. And people talk about the amount of time they get off work. Like uh, They absolutely earn that time off and. You know it makes me feel like other jobs that don't get that anywhere near that much time off should certainly be getting it because even at the end of a, a summer holiday break you're just so tired like and it's such a mental drain the amount of work the amount of work out of hours that goes on is ridiculous um so yeah uh, it's teaching is is a crazy profession and they are so underrated for the work that they do. And, you know, just where I was at, it wasn't appreciated. I didn't think how much work the teachers were being asked to do. So that's that was always my view. Uh, Uncle Bob says, really think Leno is content with being number two or do you expect he will leave? I think he'll go in the summer. I think Arsenal will keep hold of him for now. But I think that he will look to move on in the summer. And that will give Arsenal more time to sort out a replacement. Uh, Zander says, uh, Brighton just sold a striker, maybe freeing up a spot for Yet They just loaned Connolly to Middlesbrough, didn't they? So possibly two, that opens up that move. I did think when, uh, Connolly went to Middlesbrough, that would rule out a move for Balogun to Middlesbrough, but it looks like he's going to be going there as well. Tulip says, why don't we go for a loan plus obligation for Bruno? We don't need to any, uh, we don't see any offers by Arsenal-like loan and buy for any players it's true we don't um and what i would say is i don't want to get this guy's name wrong um was it charles watts that tweeted this out arsenal are adding to their loan department which is really really good i'm just checking if uh it was charles watts that tweeted it out but arsenal are adding to their loan department at the at the club was it not charles maybe it was maybe it was chris let me just check on chris's timeline uh Come on, Wheatley, don't let me down. Uh, let's have a look, let's have a look, let's have a look. I can't find it. That's really annoying because I'm sure that Arsenal added someone to their loan department or I saw something along those lines that Arsenal added someone to their loan department. Maybe someone in the chat box can help me out. Um, but I think Arsenal have added someone to Ben Napper, who works in the loan department. It's something that Arsenal want to get better at is how they use the loan market, how they loan players out, how they find players for loans, how they get players out from the youth team on loan but we're definitely expanding it. We're definitely improving it because it's been identified as an area of weakness that we've not done enough. So it's certainly uh, an area of our game that we're going to hopefully improve in. Uh, Morgie says, Tom, I'm concerned that if Patino plays, he will be found to be a little bit lightweight and suffer a setback in confidence. Unfortunately, Morgie, the only way that we will ever know if he's good enough is by playing him. You could say the same thing for Pagaya Saka when he was 17 years of age. Lightweight. But absolutely, um, someone that needed game time in a senior setup, and he got it, and he flourished. So the same thing has to happen for Charlie Patino if he's good enough. You play him, you use him, you hope to get the best from him. Uh, Igbo uh, Ben Napper is the person who's already there. We're actually expanding the loan team, as to my understanding. But I can't remember who reported the information. Um, Arsenal Napa loan. Let me see if that comes up with anything. Um, Come on, someone must have tweeted about this. Yes, it was James Bench. Thank you. <laughs> James Bench tweeted on the subject of loans, Arsenal have appointed Sam Habel as their loan coordinator. He was previously a first team analyst and will work alongside Ben Napper. A growing department shows Arsenal's understand uh, shows Arsenal understand the value of getting these deals right. Oh, we got there in the end. If it wasn't Charles, it wasn't Chris, I, ha- <laughs> I should have gone to James Bench. So there you go. Uh, he's the one who tweeted it out. And uh, that's interesting because it does mean it expands, you know, our, our loan department and improves that. Last one from Vérez. Love your show. Thanks, mate. It's 3.30 a.m. in Washington. <laughs> Why are you watching at 3 a.m.? You're mad, man. And I'm finally able uh, to make a live show. I believe Arsenal were trying to get two strikers. Don't be surprised if we get two out of three of David Izak. And Vlaovic. I mean, if we got two of those three, that would be pretty insane. And which striker do I want us to buy, Lanra? Go and watch my tier video from yesterday. I did a whole breakdown of all the players that Arsenal have been linked to, bar only Watkins, because I forgot him for some reason. Um, but go watch our tier list. It's the last video before this video on the channel. Uh, it was a lot of fun to make. We did a lot of engagement with the chat box. I want to do it again for a different topic. If you can think of a different topic, we can do an Arsenal-related tier list for, related to transfers. Throw it into the comment section and, uh, and yeah, we will absolutely uh, go and do that again. If you haven't done so already, there's nearly 900 of you watching. Thank you so much, as always, for the continued support on the channel. Uh, I'll be doing a dedicated show on Bruno Gimoraes this evening, a tactical breakdown on him, statistics, expert insight from Jeremy Smith on him as well, whether or not you can work, how good he presses, all of that will be available in tonight's dedicated Bruno Guimaraes show. I can't wait to keep saying his name. I just love saying his name. It's great. (laughs) We will see you then. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Join us on the Arsenal way at 9.30 in just under an hour's time. Link to the channel is in the description. I'll be joined by Bailey to ask him why on earth he put Cedric as a goodbye. See you soon, guys. Have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal.